Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Jason Perry with the Hinckley Institute of Politics, joined by... Morgan Lyoncotti, also with the Hinckley. Yeah, just so happy to be filling in for Boyd Matheson today. We're glad to jump right back into part two of a conversation Boyd had with Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg. First segment, amazingly interesting. Now we're going to talk about how women have dropped out of the workforce because of the pandemic, diversity, and talk about how Facebook is protecting digital privacy and, and what their responsibility is and what their efforts are to stop the spread of misinformation. Very interesting segment. Let's hear it. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have Cheryl Sandberg on the line, COO of Facebook. She's also the co-founder and board chair of Lean In. Uh, and that's actually what I want to lean into next, Cheryl, <laughs> is uh, is Lean In. And I have to tell you, I do have some qualifications uh, for this part of the interview. Uh, I have seven sisters, a mother, a wife, three daughters, and now I have two granddaughters. Uh, so oh I, I, I know what Leaning In is, uh, is all about. Uh, but we've been focusing a lot on this uh, program over the last month. The, the fact and the, the data continues to show that women in the workforce were impacted the most and the most negatively during the pandemic. Uh, and so I wanted to talk to you about some of those challenges that women are facing right now and some of the new opportunities, uh, things we learned during the pandemic that are helping women in the workforce. Well, you're absolutely right that women face this. Coronavirus was a health crisis. It was an economic crisis. And it's a gender equality crisis. In the last year, women lost 5.3 million jobs. That's 54 percent. Two and a half million women have left the workforce. In April of this year, listen to this, 165,000 women left the workforce and 355,000 men joined it. And only 56 percent of women are now in the workforce. That's our lowest since 1988. So this virus, threatens to, and I think can, undo decades' worth of progress. And that's because before coronavirus, women were working a double shift. They were working in the office and working out, you know, out in the field. They were working in hospitals. They were working a job. And then they came home and worked another job because they did more childcare and housework than their husbands or than their partners. Well, once coronavirus happened, we were at a double, double shift. The average straight couple, the man was doing 50 hours of work at home, and the woman was doing 71 That's 21 hours a week. That's half a full-time job, and that is why women are dropping out. And we're going to have to change our public policy and our corporate policy to change this. Wow. Those are uh, those are big numbers. And uh, so what are some of the things that uh, that you're looking at in terms of, of Lean In, Facebook? What are some of the things that uh, we're looking to help women in the workforce to make sure we're uh, giving them those opportunities, that uh, that important seat and voice at the table? 
So there's a lot we need to do. We need to make sure that caregiving is not just done by women. We need to need to make sure that our corporate policies keep women in the workforce. We're paying a lot of attention to that at Facebook. And we need to make sure that we don't just hire diversity, but that we actually manage to diversity. Make sure women, women are interrupted more. Women are promoted less. Uh, women are paid less. we got to fix all of those inequities. Yeah, so, so Vida, we had, uh, of course, we have uh, Deidre Henderson is our lieutenant governor here in the state of Utah. She actually was the first lieutenant governor to ever speak at a gubernatorial inauguration. Uh, and she said something very powerful. She said, you know, we need women at the table, uh, not just to talk about women's issues, but to talk about all issues. We need minorities at the table, not just to talk about minority issues, but all issues. And uh, it's really been my experience that uh, – the the worst decisions that are ever made in a business are the decisions that are either made by all men or by all women. Uh, and it's valuing those differences and making sure, uh, to your point, Cheryl, specifically, that it's not just about having a seat at the table. It's having a voice at the table and being able to actually have that influence. I really agree with you. I really agree with you. It's not enough to hire diversity. We have to harness diversity. We have to learn to use diversity. So if we hire people with diverse backgrounds, but then women have to pretend they have the same exact views as men. They can't talk about the microaggressions. That doesn't work. And so, look, I've said for a long time that the world's run by men and, like, maybe it's not going so well. Countries run by women have lower death rates when coronavirus broke out. If you ever needed a proof point of what you are saying, that would be that proof point. Fascinating. We, we were uh, down in uh, New Zealand uh, two years ago, uh, shortly after the uh, the massacre, the, the tragedy at the, the mosque there in Christchurch, and uh, watching Prime Minister Arden uh, navigate all of that uh, was a real lesson in leadership that was uh, was really inspiring. And, and so I, I think you're right. I think in terms of both hiring and harnessing that, uh, and then I think it's important for all of us to recognize that oneness is not sameness. Uh, that there's value in that diversity, and that's where the that's where the power really comes from. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. That's exactly right. So, one of the other areas I wanted to make sure we get to before uh, we let you go, Cheryl, is I know there's a lot of discussion right now about online privacy. Digital ads, of course, uh, are coming up. Um, there's a lot of things, obviously, that impact Facebook and Apple and, and others directly. Can you can you talk about that in terms of impact on small businesses, especially as you look at things like operating systems, updates, apps, those kinds of things? Yeah, I do think it's a really big challenge we're facing right now, and it's a challenge for small businesses. So, you know, if you have a pop-up which says, do you want to be tracked around the web, you know, you're going to say no, or many, a lot of you are going to say no. If you had a pop-up that said, do you want more relevant ads that are more interesting to you without violating your privacy at all? A lot of people are going to say yes. And I think that's one of the challenges we face. Now, if you can't use, you know, specific targeting data to make your ads more relevant, which, again, we do in a very privacy-safe way, you know, Facebook, Google, Apple, Coca-Cola, Disney, we can buy ads for the whole country. But, you know, if you're a paint studio in Salt Lake City, you can't. If you're a yoga studio in Grand Rapids, Michigan, you can't. You need to buy people in your area doing yoga. Now, again, we take that up. We show it to the people interested in yoga in your area without giving any, uh, any individual information away. And I think we need to help uh, people understand that. But it's a very serious challenge 
small businesses are facing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, before I, I let you go, uh, of course, one of the issues I think that many people have some some angst and maybe some frustration about is uh, all the information on social media. There's a lot of misinformation. We obviously saw that play out uh, over and over again during the pandemic. Uh, can you talk about what Facebook is doing to counter kind of the misinformation uh, or disinformation on the platform? Yeah, it's a really big focus for us. Um, we want people to see things that are true on Facebook and the spread of misinformation is obviously having really big consequences. So what are we doing? Uh, we now have third-party fact checkers. If something is false, it gets referred to them. If they mark it as false, we dial massively down distribution. And we show a pop-up saying, do you, if you go to share something that's been marked as false, we make sure you know that. Like, here, do you want to share this? It's been marked as false. And, you know, most people don't. Most people do not want to share it once it's been marked as false. And we've been gratified to see that. Um, and uh, and then we keep, we show related articles so people can see other sides of the story. Mm, very important. Get, getting that uh, balance and, again, the, the misinformation, the disinformation, I, I know that will continue to be a, a challenge and a big discussion, uh, I know, within your offices uh, and places around the world as well as to the users around the planet. Um, but uh, very important things. Well, Cheryl Sandberg and COO of Facebook, co-founder and board chair of Lean In. Uh, we appreciate you taking a, a virtual tour with us here in the state of Utah. Uh, again, the Eagle Mountain Data Center, uh, which, uh, again, was broken ground originally in 2018, coming online here in July. Uh, but a lot of good things happening, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much. Well, Morgan, fascinating conversation there with uh, Cheryl Sandberg. Such interesting points, particularly from my, on my mind. She's talking about not just the things that corporations need to think about when it comes to diversity, care, you know, caregiving and pay, but they kind of talked about this as a corporate policy everyone's responsible for. Great conversation. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk with Vicki Varela of the Utah Office of Tourism. Our parks are busy. We'll talk about why and why we need to be there this summer. Stay tuned. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.